Hi, good day everyone. I'm Martha, your girl here. So, um, today I have a story to tell you. According to my profile, you can see that I'm um, ready to engage you all in storytelling. So, this is my first episode. I'm going to make it, like, really brief and all of that. So, um, <clears throat> today I'm going to be telling you a story about a girl. A very very brave girl her name was Chinieri so she grew up in the eastern part of Nigeria she was you know she was born into a very simple and average family where her father and mother supported her they gave her the best they could you know even though they didn't have all that you know all that they could give their child but they tried to make sure that they were able to give her what she needed. And back then, um, in the 1940s, 50s, there was a scheme that started where they wanted to, you know, make um, education free, you know, to the primary level of education to be free for students. So, Chinere went ahead to finish and complete her primary school before she moved on to secondary, halfway into it. She... Because her passion then was always to become a nurse. She wanted to become a nurse. But unfortunately, her father met, her father kicked the bucket. So he died. And when he died, that took a great toll on her, her mom, and her siblings. Chinira wasn't the only child. She had four other siblings. But then she had a sense of responsibility because not only was she the first child, she was at that. And in the eastern part of Nigeria, that it's the language that they actually speak. They are Igbos. They are natives of Igbos. So that Ada means first daughter. It's a really strong title in the Igbos. They don't use that Ada to joke. So there's a lot of responsibility attached to that title. Ada, every first daughter of the family is known as an Ada. Not just first, but you're the first child. Ada is, in fact, it's like a chieftaincy. <laughs> So, she was the Ada, so she had a lot of responsibility to her family, most especially her mom. Her mom was trying her best. She couldn't provide enough, so at that point, Chinere knew that she had to, you know, get back on her feet, or rather sit up and do something. She didn't just want to wait, but then she wanted to go to the school of nursing. How would she go about it? What do you, what, what would she do? What can she do? To, you know pay for her school of nursing and back then the um back then in the 1940s stroke 50s nigeria was still colonized by the british so there were a lot of um missionaries that started up in had in mind to go to because she wanted to go to the uk to study london um, to study um nursing or medicine she was more inclined in the medical field. So she just wanted to study, but no money. So she had to stick to the missionary. So she stayed there. She studied. She worked her ass off. She read and made sure she came out with good results. Came out. And because of her studying, she met nice men. You know, you know when you're a young lady and you're in that blooming stage, all manner of human beings would approach you. And I would say Chinyere was lucky in that aspect because she had lots of nice looking, you know, well-to-do 
young gentleman that approached her back then. So she, you know, did everything she um, did, um, push them away at that point because she had this independent, she had rest, she had a responsibility to her family. So she felt marriage was going to tie her down at that point. And she felt, oh, this man, would they even be able to support my family if I eventually, you know, want to end up with them? So whatever money it was that she was making, whatever extra costs it was that she took, whatever hospital it was that she's working in, she put in money to support her siblings. So she took part in training her siblings too. So there was this particular young gentleman. His name was Chinedu. Chinere described him as as gentle as should I say flower? I don't know, but the word she used was, you know, really beautiful. Now just imagine someone using that to describe a human being. That just lets you know how beautiful of a soul he is. So um she um you know, they met. He was a very nice person. He assisted her financially because he was also, you know, very good in that. He was, he was endowed in that department. So he assisted her the best way he could. He did a lot of things for her. And she was also involved in a relationship with him. They were doing things together. But then family, family matter came in. Her mother and her family, her mother and other family members didn't have any issue with her settling down with this man because he was from Anambra State. But unfortunately, his people didn't want her because she was from another state in the eastern part of Nigeria. They didn't even consider the fact that, okay, they speak the same language, but still, they just felt that she's not from our town. Are you sure she would understand our culture? Are you sure she would do this? Are you sure? And back then, Chinyere didn't even have time for any of that because she just wanted to focus on her life. She just wanted to, you know, achieve her goal. She wanted to be at the top. She had a lot of dreams and she just wanted to achieve them. She wasn't ready for a man or his family to come and distract her. She had a lot of responsibilities going on for her. So she didn't really give two shit about it. And, well, the man traveled to the United States... He tried communicating with her with letters, sent it to his family to give to her. Like, why on earth would you give your family? Like, just like me trusting my, like, I don't know, but, you know, times have changed. Everybody, you know, have, we all have cell phones on the internet. So eh, nobody can tamper with your destiny like that. But then there were letters. You didn't know that you should trust someone else to deliver the letters to the love of your life. You had to give it to your own family that was against you marrying her, really. And you think they would give, deliver the letters to her. So, my dear, that was the mistake young Mr. Chinedu made at that point. He gave the letters to his family and trust them. They didn't give the letters to Chinere. Chinere, too, on the other hand, was worried because what is wrong with Chinedu? But because of her little pride, she didn't even write to him too. So she let it be. That's, that's if she even knew his address. But she let it be. Three to four years later, she was tired of, you know, going around, working. She needed to settle down. She was longing for a family of her own. This, um, even, you know, she was in the midwifery department of nursing. So, you know, seeing young babies birthed into you know a family the joy that they bring a mother the joy they bring the parents so she was longing for that so she wanted that for herself so 
during the war she met her beautiful wonderful husband the most handsome of them all his name is um it was he was known as bright and he was in the military at that point but he had to retire as a captain because of some issues that occurred during that era during that period rather so they met you know he was like hey babe and she was like hey babe and then you know they got to know each other plus he was from a good well-to-do family so and the family didn't have any problem with her so she was like what the hell let's let's do this so she got married you know when she got married she decided to write a letter and she made sure she looked for the address you know that she could send to young mr chinedu and she found and she told him that she was married Chinedu was so heartbroken when he found out he didn't marry any other woman until like two years after but in my own opinion i felt chinedu should have just you know come back to nigeria and you know fought really hard for what he wanted despite what his family was saying but then you know the culture and everything was really strong back then people were more about culture than human emotions you know so chinedu as i was saying chinedu was really heartbroken and he um you know he just felt there was no point so he let it rest he congratulated her and life moved on he got married to a white lady and they went on to have children charity on the other hand was living her life with her husband but then she was too engrossed in work she had five children for him but the other issue that he had in the marriage was the fact that he was you know he was an infidel not infidel per se but he he was he 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 um cheated on her several times with a lot of women cheated on her several times with a lot of women he had you know children outside of their marital home so chinere had a lot that she was chinere had a lot to you know take in the pain of your husband cheating on you with whoever and then maybe after like two three years you see one woman coming to drop a child at their doorstep she nearly didn't know what to do at that point there were points she got to where she just wanted to end this there were points where she felt that she was in the most stupid relationship she could ever consider there were points where she regretted ever you know letting chinedu just go like that and her not also fighting for what she wanted because she felt chinedu would never have done that to her but what can she do then she already had five children for the man apart from working what would society say apart from the fact that she has she wants to leave what would society say her reputation too that she's building up would be tarnished her so-called husband's reputation would also be tarnished her children would not have a good home to grow up in so she had all those factors to consider but anyway she just started to you know stick to the man and she ended up being with him, taking all the, you know, pain. Apart from that, he wasn't even assisting her financially. So she was just depending on her own. She was starting up businesses, doing this by herself, taking care of her kids herself. I mean, you're a man in the What was the point of even being in the relationship if the man couldn't even assist you financially? You could have as well just gone away, met some other better person. But then who am I to, to support divorce? So she... Just decided to stick to the marriage and years passed. She was harboring a lot of bitterness that she didn't know that she had. Because of that, she couldn't even forgive the man. She had a lot of health issues. 
So, our children are, were all, are all grown up at this point. This was like, I'm talking about 40 years later. Our children are all grown up. You know, they have their own kids, bigger kids. Everybody's living life well. So, Chinere just woke up one day and she was like, why is she still here? Because she can't remember the last time she had a decent conversation with her husband. She can't remember the last time they went on a beautiful picnic. The only time she knew that they ever laughed was when they were warming his bed or when they knew that they were about to have other children. This was way years back. But, you know, she just felt that there was so much anger, you know, existing between the both of them. So she decided to contact her first child, a guy. His name was um, Alfred. So she contacted him and told him, Alfred, I think I want a divorce from your father. And Alfred was really, really surprised because he laughed. He laughed at first. He saw it as really funny because he felt at this age, you're over 70. And what's the point of, you know, separating from someone when your life is almost over? No offense, but that was what he thought. And she was like, she's not happy. She feels that she deserves to leave the remaining rest of her years on earth as a happy woman instead of being in a relationship that tripped up after all they're all trained they're all you know married they're leading their own lives so she, she shouldn't feel that their divorce should affect them in any way so alfred laughed and he just felt okay mom since you want to do what makes you happy no problem but then dad needs you to because he's quite old so they thought about it and you know she just felt that well at this point if any man comes my way i think i'm going to have to you know run away with him uh, alfred just you know he laughed but then he understood that his mom had sacrificed a lot for them and he understood that her marriage wasn't really a happy one so he knew she sacrificed her happiness for them too so chinere had to leave the remaining rest you know the remaining days of her life you know um visiting gardens going for mini conferences, you know, things that would just keep her away from home and be in the same space with that man she called her husband. So she did all of that until the Lord called her. And that is the story, the summarized story of Chinere and how she lived her life. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you. I'm Martha once again, and I'm your storyteller. So please stay tuned for more interesting stories. Mm-hmm.